Hi guys, welcome to my new podcast. I had to delete the last one because I accidentally posted it on my regular Instagram. Um, so I had to get rid of it before anyone could listen to it. But I'm hoping that this one will be better. I don't know. Um, I'm going to start off on January 6th. Um, and I'm just going to be talking about my week. So I'm probably going to upload every Sunday and just talk about things that I felt each day of the week before. I'm not going to go into, like, my life previously because I think that gets boring really quickly and it makes me not look at things, like, in a in a positive light. Whereas if I reflect on my week, like, week, um, I could see both the positive and the negative, hopefully. So, let's start. So, on January 5th, actually, that was a Motzei Shabbos, um... I was feeling very, I, I don't want to say self-conscious, but kind of self-conscious. Um, I was I was getting no text messages from my friends or anything. I felt very alone. Um, and I don't know why. I think it was a culmination of, you know, like fights that I had with Moshe Maltz. And yeah, I was just kind of feeling very, very frustrated to the point where... Like, that night, um, at at that night, I felt like I want to end it all. And I think that what led to that that night was that I was at a hockey game. My foot, my toe was broken. And after the hockey game, everyone just went out without me. And not because, it wasn't because, like, oh, let's go out without Daniel. It was just, like, I wasn't part of that crew that went out. But, like, what happened was, like, I was with Maltz. And then, like, I went home, and then I called Jacob, and then Maltz was in Jacob's car. And then I was, like, in my head, I'm like, why didn't you pick me up? And then, like, other people I knew were in the car, too. And I was like, why didn't you pick me up? I didn't say it, but I was, like, thinking it. And it turned out, because of something that happened the next day, it all kind of came clear to me. But that night, I was very distraught, so... I really did. Like, I was feeling very low, and I, I wanted to kill myself. So, on January 6th, um, I woke up to text from Moshe Maltz asking if I'm okay, and he was offering to talk to me, because that night, I sent him a text that said, like, it's not your fault, whatever happens, it's not your fault. But, like, I didn't give him any context, but, like, I felt closer than I've ever felt to, like, ending it all. So... He offered to talk, which was very nice of him, and it made me think that everything that was going to go on is was, like, going to be able to be repaired. So, I sent him this funny video of me making cornbread. If you want it, you can also have it. And then, I kind of, like, right, I knew he was mad at me, and so I just texted him right after I sent him that video, and I was like, okay, so, like, let's talk about this, why are you mad at me? And he sent me this whole long message about how he he doesn't hate me and he doesn't have anything against me but he doesn't think it's the best idea that we're close friends and it was really long and I was devastated like I was absolutely devastated to hear from somebody who you've experienced your highest highs with telling you that they don't want to be close friends with you is absolutely shattering I don't think I've ever had a worse feeling in my entire life 
than than being told by my best friend that they don't even want to be close with me anymore. Um, and he kind of slipped clues in that we could be friends in the future. Like, he's going to leave the door open. Um, but it was heartbreaking. And so I called Jacob Hensine up and I, I spoke to him about it. And basically what he said is, I've, I've broken him. Like, all the stupid fights that I've gotten into him because I'm jealous. Like, I've broken him and he doesn't want to feel like that. And he wants to feel kind of, like, free of that. Um, and just reflecting on this now, like, today, on the 14th, the 14th, I feel like two things. First of all, it was a good idea that we aren't close friends for me and for him. Because for me, I kept getting all jealous of him every single time he would hang out with somebody who, like, they wouldn't introduce me to. And not because they were ashamed of me, just because, like, whatever, like, I wasn't, I'm not part of, like, the Yahad crew, so, like, I wasn't, like, with all those people. So it was definitely good for me because now I don't kind of, I feel like I really don't feel that kind of jealousy. And also I'm learning more about myself through this. And then another reason why it was good is for him, now that I'm not there to, I don't want to say judge, but basically judge who he talks to. And he could talk to anyone, you know, unsolicited. I think he's going to realize that it's going to get messy. Like, once you open your life up to, like, a whole new bubble, like, if you're within, like, the, oh, I go to DRS, I only talk to guys bubble, it's not going to get that complicated. Once you open your up, well, open your life up to girls and trying to climb the social ladder, it's going to get very complicated very quickly. And I'm not going to say he's going to come crawling back because he won't, but he's going to realize that he liked it better. Yeah, I think he's going to realize he liked it better, but... Whatever, that's not really my place. Um, yeah, so basically, I I've kind of felt like I was being shut out because Jacob and Moshe have more friends in common than me and Jacob. Um, and so for me, I kind of felt like, okay, this is the end of me and Jacob hanging out because he's going to choose Malt because then he could hang out with like a whole bunch of people, whereas if he chooses me, he only has smaller options. Um, and my mindset Sunday was I have to do everything in my power to repair this insecurity of mine that makes me jealous of Moshe Maltz in order for me to be friends with him again. And again, if you were to ask me today on on January 14th, my feelings towards this, I'm not over it because it still hurts when I see him or when I get a text from him or something like that. Um... It hurts that I'm that I was hurting so badly and he didn't it didn't affect him at all. That was like weird to me. But I think like now I don't I'm not striving to be friends with him. I'm striving to plug up this insecurity and I'm striving to be a better person always. And I think when that's done, I don't know if he'll notice, if he won't notice. I'm hoping that I won't think of him, but right now, obviously, I am. So I'm going to say that when all is said and done, and I do the best that I can possibly do plugging up this insecurity, I think socially, that's when I'm going to really fly off, and I think he's going to notice that whatever I set my mind to, I can do. So, all right, so Monday... 
On Monday, I started off the day listening to, like, a bunch of, like, Fuck My Ex songs, and it really made me feel confident and better about it, but also, every time I would think of Malt, I'd get, like, a sinking feeling in my stomach. Um, yeah. So, Malt and Jacob, I'm not really in so many classes with them, because... Um, obviously, like, they're in different APs, like, we're, we're both, I think we're both in the same amount of APs, but they're in different APs than I am, and your schedule is basically built around your APs, because there's usually only one or two periods of that class, whereas English, there's five periods of English. Um, so I really didn't have any trouble avoiding Maltz or Jacob. Um, but during math class, like, Maltz leaves that classroom right as I walk in, which I just ignored him, I didn't pay attention, but Jacob is in the same math class that I am. And I kept trying to ask him questions, and he wouldn't answer me. Like, not out of malice, just like he was doing his thing. But, like, in my head, that was very telling. Like, I was very much like, oh, he's not answering me. It must be because, like, he's on Malta's side and this and that. And also, like, reflecting on that now, that was so stupid because Jacob's just a little bit overwhelmed right now. I know that between he, he's got a bunch of jobs tutoring, like, good for him. He's He was studying for finals. He was um, helping other people study for finals. Like, he's a busy guy, and so, you know, you have to text him first. You have to, you know, initiate, because he just, he, he won't, he won't do that. That's just not him. It's not out of malice, it's just, it's just, he has so many things to do that, like, if you text him, then he'll put you on the list of things to do, but he's not going to go out of his way. And also, I think two things on that. Oh my gosh, I'm really, go- I'm really going off topic, but... I think two things. First of all, if you see your friend hurt, I don't care what your situation is. I don't care if you're so busy that you're giving the State of the Union address. You can find time to text me, how are you feeling? That's first of all. And the second thing is I forgot. So, yeah. So, um, during lunch, I spoke to Jonathan Wenger, who I haven't really been friends with since the beginning of the year. And Wenger basically told me that in school, he also really doesn't have anyone to DMC with or talk to. And that at night, he talks to his mom about all of his problems. And, like, if that works for him, that's totally fine. Go Wenger. But for me, like, I can't imagine sitting down with my parents and being like, oh my gosh, I need to figure myself out and I need to pick a good yeshiva. Like, I can't imagine that. Like, that would drive me insane because my parents don't really know the system so well and as their third kid i don't want to be the one to have to explain it to them like i feel like if they would have picked it up they would have picked it up with sam or andrew and so it's not worth my time to explain to them this whole process and then also it's not even like let's say the college application process i can do it on my own like i did it like i did it i'm done i did it on my own I know how to fill out an application because I know my address and I know my social security number and I can write a college essay on my own and I just need them, my parents, to pay the application fee and like, that's it. So for me, it's not worth my time explaining to them, you know, the difference between rolling admissions and early action. Or like, there's no reason because I can just navigate this whole thing on my own, which definitely makes me feel... Like, next year, and when I'm in college, I'll be totally fine, because I know how to cook, I know how to clean, um, I schedule things really well, I know how to budget my time, um, and I know how to stay on top of things, and I know how to do these things and figure them out, I know how to fill out a form, and I know this, I know that, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, 
I feel like in my own home, it's almost as if I rent a room for free in a house. Um, which I think is a good thing. Um, yeah, so that makes me feel very confident about next year. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, that, then that Monday, I had AP Psych, which is with Moshe Maltz, and I, I sit next to him, and I walked into class, and I just couldn't take it. I was really just feeling bad that day, and so I just told my teacher, I'm not showing up today. And he gave me a pass, like he marked me there, and I left so that I wouldn't have to see him. Um, and then while I left Psych, I spoke to this kid, Harry Schwatt, who's kind of like the recurring character who shows up like once every season in my DRS life. Like at the end of freshman year, we were friends, but like not good friends or close friends, like we were just friends. And then like we just did not talk all of sophomore year. And then, like, junior year, we had, like, one conversation. And then senior year, we've had, like, two conversations. But when we talk, like, we go all out. So, like, I wouldn't say we're not friends. But, like, we're definitely not. Like, I'm not going to text him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I spoke to Harry, um, which was nice. I, It was nice. And, and I think I realized on Monday that what went wrong between me and Maltz wasn't because, you know, I pull shtick. And it wasn't because of this or that it was because I was I was jealous I was jealous of the fact that he was getting more attention than I was and he was making friends with people more easily than I was and that really made me realize like I think for a long time I thought oh like people don't like me because of my shtick and like they think it's weird and I don't think that's it I think my shtick adds to my personality and it's a positive thing when done right and I think the the re- the the reason why people don't get along with me when they're close with me, the reason why they do these certain things is because, you know, sometimes I'll get jealous and then I'll do a desperate bid for attention, which will make it spiral out of control. And I think that's something that, that's not something, that is the thing that I need to plug up, that insecurity that I have that makes me jealous of my friends. And... Yeah, on Monday, I got locked out of my house. Um, yeah, I mean, I spoke to Maltz on Monday. I complained to him about psych because we were told if we had a 90 or above average in our classes, then we wouldn't have to take the final, and I have a 90 and above average in psych. But I was told, me and Maltz were both told, we have to take the final anyway. It doesn't matter whether you have a 90 or above average because the psych test... It's not a psych final. It's a psych assessment, um, which is bull. So we both emailed Dr. Broder, and tr- we tried to figure that out. And, yeah, I was asking myself a bunch of cl- uh, questions um, about Maltz. Like, would he ever text me first? Is he hurting as much as I am? Does he think of me? Is he relieved? Does he want to be friends with me at all? And I came to the realization that I was just going through a bad breakup and that I have very strong moments and I have very weak moments, but all in all, I'm going to come out and I'm not going to think about him and I'm not going to, I'm only going to remember him for good and he's only going to remember me for good. And I think where my head's at right now is I want to show Maltz, I'm in the stage where I want to show Maltz that 
I can do better, that I'm not drowning without him, and that I'm perfectly fine. Um, but also, I don't want him to be, in a month from now, in two weeks from now, I don't want him to be of, of any concern. I don't want him... I don't want to be thinking like, oh, I want malts, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just want to do my thing and be good on my own and not have to use him as my motivation to do well. Not have to use I'll show him as my motivation. That's basically my goal. Um, yeah. And so that was Monday. So Tuesday, um, this kid Gavriel Khan. So basically, let's give a background on Gavriel. In 11th grade, he kind of said that he was having trouble with an essay. He didn't say it to me. He was just talking. He was just, you know, talking to everyone. And I said, like, okay, why don't I help you out? And he's like, okay, how much do you charge? And I said, like, what do you mean charge? Like, for me, that was, like, I did get paid for tutoring. But for me, like, when you help out, he wasn't my friend. But I also, I didn't do it because, like, I'm like, oh, let me, like, be the nerd kid. Like, be the be the jocks bitch. Like, I, I didn't do it, like, in that sense. I was just like, let me help out a friend. And, like, we're not friends, but I'm saying, like, I have time today. Let me help out this kid. You know, me, we'll both gain something. And um, that day I helped him out with an essay. And he ended up getting a really, really good grade, like a 94 or 95 on this essay. And he thanked me, and he was just a nut. Like, I expected him. I always knew that, like, he's one of those kids that, like, in the hallways, like, pushes people around. Like, not, not like, bullying, but, like, you know when you see the jocks walking through the hall? And, like, their method of being like, hey, how are you? Is, like, beating each other until they're both, like, on the floor bleeding. Like, that's him. And also, he's, like, mind-bogglingly stupid. Like, He's the nicest guy, and that's the thing. I always thought, I was always so in my head that, like, my friends have to be smart. And, like, now I would consider me and him friends. Or, like, even now I would consider him and me friends. Um, and I always thought, like, my friends have to be smart. Like, I'm never going to get along with somebody who's stupid. And, like, this kid is dead stupid. And I think, I just think it's hysterical. And the thing is, like, I realize now that I can be friends with anyone as long as they're a nice human being. Like, honestly, Ari Stein, I know you're, you're probably the only person listening to, it, to this. When I first met you, I had no idea that you were smart. Like, I had no clue. Because um, I met you in camp. It's not like I met you and we were taking tests together and I saw your good grades, you know what I mean? And so, for me, that was like... We, like, I always went to camp with um, people who, you know, I went to school with. And I knew, like, if they were smarter, if they were stupid. And so for me, like, once I started making friends with people who I, I had no idea, I just realized that as long as somebody's a nice person with a personality that you can vibe with, that's all that matters. And we're always taught, like, not that we're always taught, but it's kind of subliminal that our friends have to be like, oh, like, the nerds or, like, the jocks or this or that. And I think that's stupid. And And here's why. Like, I get that, like, all the jocks, all the cool kids, like, they have similar interests. They all want to do the jewel, and they all want to smoke the weeds, and they all love sports, and and this and that. And I think, like, that's definitely something that helps them get along. And in the same, in the same vein, I dedicate a lot of my time to my work, and 
people who get good grades dedicate a lot of time and energy into their work. And so that's something that make, puts me in common with them. But they're also facets of our personality that, you know, that are common between everyone. Like, if someone needs help with school, if, like for me, this is my thing. If somebody shows me that they need help in school, I'm glad to help without charging, without anything, without any, you know, any catch. I'm willing to help because for me, something that's so important is A, showing initiative, B, showing motivation, and C, you know, doing well in school. I think that's very, very important. And so anyone who comes up to me and asks for help and says like, listen, I'm having a lot of trouble. I know you helped blah, blah with his thing. Could you just help me eighth period? like do it sometimes I'll say like okay it's not good for me like I'm not gonna go out of my way but I will 100% drop everything and help as long as it's sincere like somebody walked up to me and said can you write my makshava paper for me like I'm not writing 3,000 words for your grade like and this is a paper for you to graduate and like I don't want that on my back I don't want that on my shoulders that you know my stupid paper that I'm writing for you which I have no drive to write for you um that's going to be that's going to hold you back from graduating like i don't want that on my shoulders but if you have an essay and you've been doing really badly and you're not getting the help that you need and i can help i have no issue helping if you come up to me um yeah and that's super off topic but yeah gavriel khan showed me that he really really cared um and that was crazy to me because when you think about these kids you think like they don't give a fuck about their school. Like, they don't give a fuck about this or that. Like, he's a rich kid. His Honda, his Honda Accord has leather seats. Like, who, who can afford that? You know what I mean? Um, and so for me, like, it was, it's, it's, it was weird for me that this, this guy who's the captain of the basketball team and goes to Morishah and has, like, the, like, he has, like, the classic DRS jock life. Girlfriend and SKA who went to Halb, check. He goes to all the parties, check. Um, but, like, he's also just, like, the nicest guy. And when I first started, I wouldn't say hanging with him, but, you know, we would always talk to each other in the halls because all of a sudden, like, I was a person to him. Like, I helped him out for no reason, like, just out of, you know, quote-unquote, the kindness of my heart. So for him, so for him, that was, like, wow, like, I'm a really nice guy. Like, he thought of me, like, not as, like, he just thought of me, like, wow, I just did this for no reason at all and he would come to me and say hello in the hallways and check in with me and we would talk a little bit nothing crazy I wouldn't be like oh my gosh my parents are getting divorced but like I would say like oh hey like how's that doing how's that how are you getting along with that teacher or like oh yeah crazy party the other day like small talk but this is a person who I never spoke to before for the first two years of high school and now all of a sudden like we're just like getting along um, and as the year progressed, we would study for tests together, and it was helpful for both of us, because for me, teaching it to him would help me, and for him, um, he would, you know, learn it better, and that was really nice, and it was just nice to have somebody outside of your typical crew as a resource for you to, like, you know, socialize outside of that. And obviously, like, when you're studying, like, you bots a little bit. So, like, 
he spoke to me about this and that, and I spoke to him about this and that, but it was never anything crazy. But yeah, I, I really would consider us friends. Even last year, I would have considered us friends. But this year, you know, we sat next to each other and we sit next to each other in sheer. That was just by chance. Um, but like, I don't know, like we just, we have a little bit more in common because I don't take such hard classes this year. I, I made my schedule, you know, a little bit easier, easier on me and my GPA. And so I'm in a bunch of his classes. Um, and like, for example, like AP, non-AP, you have the same teacher for English across the, across the grade. So it just, like, we all know to complain about that one teacher. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm his go-to for school things. Like, if he, if he needs help with it. Also, like, he knows I'm not going to help him. I'm not going to write his essay for him. But if he's having trouble organizing something, he can come to me and just say, like, oh, listen, like, grammatically, I just don't know what's going on. Can you please help me with my grammar? And, like, I will do my best to get the message across, like, how to, where to put your commas, stuff like that. But also... Like, I'll show him, and I'll, I'll, I'll essentially do it for him, but, like, not in a he's using me way. Like, I don't know how to explain it, because explaining it to people in my crew, they're just like, oh, he's using you for this and that. But, like, I wouldn't say that he is, because he's genuinely a nice human being, and I don't do anything for him. Like, it's not like I text him daily and say, like, any essays you need me to proofread. It's just, like... He'll text me and he'll be like, hey, I'm having a lot of trouble with this essay. Can you please help me? And then, like, I'll say, like, just send me a copy of the prompt. Share your essay with me on Google Docs. And, like, he'll do it. And I'll say, listen, you're, you're making some good points here, but it doesn't necessarily relate to your thesis. Maybe let's find something that relates to your thesis a little bit more. And then he'll do the research and he'll write it up. Or, like, for his Mokshava paper, he had, like, 300 words left. And I said... You can write a conclusion that has 300 words in it. That's easy. And he said, what do you mean? How do I write a conclusion, like a regular essay, that has 300 words? And I said, you don't even have to write like a regular essay. Why don't you put your personal experience into it? Why don't you say, like, I believe in God because of this? Or, like, I've had trouble believing in God ever since this. Like, I, I, taught, I've t- I taught him how to BS, you know what I mean? Which I think are all valuable. Okay, I'm coming up on a half hour, and I haven't even gotten through Tuesday. So anyway... The the moral of the story is, this year especially, I've become friends with Gavriel Khan, especially this past week, and I'm going to explain to you what happened every day this week. So, on Tuesday, when I walked in for davening, he pats me on the back every day and just, like, says good morning because, like, we're buddies. Like, I'm his little buddy, essentially. Um, and so, you know, he pat me on the back, and he just saw, he sensed that I was feeling awful. And here's, here's another thing that adds to adds to what I was saying before, if he was just, like, the jock that used me to do his homework and this and that, which he doesn't, he does his own homework, it's just major things that he'll call me for, um, then, if he was, you know, this jock that used me, then, like, he wouldn't give a fuck, like, about, you know, what I feel or how I'm doing, like, he doesn't care as long as I'm doing his assignments for him, um, but, like, this was, there was a long stretch between the last time he asked me and, this incident this week and he came up to me and he said like he could sense that I was feeling bad I wasn't crying I wasn't mopey he just knew and he said like okay like how are you feeling and I was like oh I'm good I'm good and he was like no how are you feeling like I know something's wrong and that to me is crazy like just 
that doesn't crazy in a good way. Like I have best friends. Jacob Henstein is my best friend. And even though I know he's super busy, I still felt and I still do feel like especially earlier in the week where I was feeling really down. Um, he should have texted me or called me or something and just said, hey, I have five minutes. Just tell me how you're feeling. I think he should have taken the initiative in some way. Whereas some kid who I help with his essays, um, who maybe we've had a few friendly conversations, but most of the time it's either small talk or me helping him out with school or us studying together. He's the one that's coming up to me and is just able to sense that I'm not feeling good. And this kid is dumb. It's not like he has any emotional, emotional maturity, emotional intelligence. You know, he's just a nice guy. And he could just sense these things. And also, like, he's not the type of person where I would say, like, oh, like, I just feel this type of way. I feel like I'm going through a bad breakup. Like, I wouldn't podcast him. We're going to make that into a verb. Because he wouldn't have any response from me. Because he doesn't think on this level that I think. And I'm not saying that I'm better than him. But I'm definitely smarter than him. Um, but, yeah, he was just, just the fact that he was checking up on me. That's all I needed. All I needed is somebody to express that they cared. You know? I Did I need to vent? Yes, I needed to vent a little bit. Obviously, I'm not going to vent to this kid because I don't know him. And I don't need him to get involved. But it was nice to know that somebody cared about me. And it was weird to know that it took this kid to come up to me for it to be the person who cared. Okay, so anyway, that Tuesday morning he asked me how I was feeling, which was incredible. Um, and I'm starting to prepare. I'm taking a trip to Orlando. I'm leaving Monte Shabbos and I'm coming back Friday. And I need, okay, actually, I need help with this. So Ari Stein, help me out. Okay, I need pants, like Adidas track pants, because um, I only have one pair. And, you know, I wash them like every day and I wear them every day, but I can't wear them all seven days six days whatever it is of orlando so if you know like i know on old navy they have those types of pants like some sort of like wind pants track pants just like comfortable walk around you know disney parks pants i know uniqlo a lot of people get from uniqlo but i couldn't find them on uniqlo so yeah just if you have any recommendations let me know because i don't want to wear school pants um so yeah um, I was looking at pants that day, every day, like, that was the day where I realized that on Tuesday, that every day it gets a little better, so, like, on Sunday, I wanted to die, like, I would have hours where I was just, like, laying in my bed, and I was, like, I'm gonna do it, like, I'm gonna get out of bed, and I'm going to drown myself, and then Monday, I was, like, I'm not gonna kill myself, but I'm in a ton of pain, and then, like, Tuesday, I was, like, I'm not in a ton of pain, but I'm, um, in a lot of pain, and honestly, this is something very important, Something that made me made me realize that suicide is just not an answer. It wasn't anything that any of my friends said to me, even though I really did appreciate their help. It was reading and watching people who were on the brink of suicide and they were forced to not commit suicide. Like they were hanging on a bridge and like the police department just like tackled them or something and brought them to a hospital. And all those people, like, minutes after, like, not even, like, after therapy, after this, after that, all of them were, like, I just, like, I could have just made the biggest mistake of my life. 
And that to me, it just shows like it's never ever the answer. Like really, you want to die? I don't. I don't actively want to die. I want the pain to go away. Do I think that the only way for the pain to go away is for me to kill myself? I think, like in retrospect, that's the dumbest thing ever. Like yes, the pain will go away, but so will the happiness and then the good things in my life. Um, and everything that my life has the potential to be. I mean, I'm 17 years old. I'm not 85. You know? I have a lot more of my life to live. And for me to for me to end my life at 17 is ridiculous. Really? Do I think my life is is cannot get any better from, you know, a, a third, not a third. It's le- it's more than that. From like a quarter, a fifth of my life like like a fifth of the way in, I'm just like, oh nope, I it can't get any better than this. Like this is as this, this is where it ends. Like there's no way for my life to pick up from here. Like that's just a stupid mentality, you know. I did. I obviously I didn't want to be suffering for the rest of high school. And I, I you know, on Sunday, I thought I'd be suffering for the rest of high school. I get that, but even if I were to attempt suicide and not be able to do it, I would look back and be like, you're a fucking idiot. High school ends. In six months, and you never have to see Moshe Maltz again. So, why are you going to kill yourself? Like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Do not think Israel is going to be an incredible experience. I'm a little bit... Here's the thing. I'm not nervous about learning all day in Israel. I'm nervous socially about Israel. And even that, like, I feel like I'll be fine. Like, I'm... I don't, I'm sure I've met plenty of people who I, my goal, you know, my friend goals, my girlfriend goals are just someone who's funny, who you can joke around with. And in the same vein, you can have a DMC with. And there are so many people like that. And in my head, like the only people who are like that are like the people that I know. And everyone outside that who goes to like JC or, or Kushner or, have to, like, all these other schools, like, oh, like, there's not one person in those schools that has the potential to be like that, which is, like, a stupid mentality, like, I'm sure I'm not gonna be friends with all 80 kids, that's ridiculous, but I'm gonna make friends, I'm not worried, the only thing I'm, I'm nervous about is what I'm gonna call now the Moshe Maltz factor, which is the way that I make friends, that I make close friends so quickly, and then either it just goes as quickly as it came, naturally it just goes, like what happened with, what I would say, like what happened with Felicia, like with Felicia, we became really, really close really fast, and then like as the school year progressed, we just slowly lost touch, and now like I'll text her and I'll get a response four days later, because like we don't really, I don't want to say we don't care about each other, but essentially we don't care about each other, like Felicia can go do her thing, I don't really care, or the other way is I become close friends with somebody and I want to maintain it and they want to maintain it. But because I became friends so quickly, my own head gets in the way. And I think like, that's stupid. Like I think in the beginning, the biggest problem that I had with Moshe Maltz was that he was friends with everyone in the grade. And in that sense, I'm saying he came to school from Yeshiva Katana. And so he was friends with the Yeshiva Katana crew. And then he was a neb. So he went to the Neb crew, but he never lost touch with the Yeshiva Katana crew. But then also he's Yeshivish, so he made friends with all the people in the school who are fake Yeshivish. 
Um, and now he's with, like, our crew. So he, he never, like, burned his bridges. And so for him to, like, have even a little bit of friends from other crews was, like, threatening to me. Because for me, I wouldn't say I burnt my bridges, but the only reason why I ever left a friendship to pursue another friendship was because just naturally one friendship faded away. The only reason why I chased Moshe Maltz for a friendship was because Jonathan Wenger and I just naturally, there was no bad blood. We just naturally grew apart, which is fine. But when I was hanging out with him and he would be texting, let's say, Yisrael Leibowitz, who was part of the Yeshiva Katana crew, I would feel like, oh, it's like, I'm not good, like, I'm not good enough for you, this and that. And like that in the beginning led to problems because he's allowed to have friends outside of me. But I did feel threatened by that. And I continue to feel threatened by that when other people do it. And that's something that I need to address. And another thing. Um, then, as he, once he got popular, then it got me thinking, you know, negatively about myself. Not because, like, why can't I get popular? Because, honestly, like, if I, you know, went to one of these things and I said the right things and I did the right things, I'm sure I'd be put into a bunch of random group chats, too. Um, it's not that. It's just it got me thinking about how the first two years of my high school life, I was in the fetus chat with Ricky Kestenbaum and Tamar Rosenwald and Kayla Wieneker and Shira and whatever. And if I would have spoken to different people on that first Yachad Shabbaton, I would have been friends with a whole different crew. And my entire high school experience would have been completely different. And it could be in a good way. Like if on that first Yachad Shabbaton, I would have spoken to Tess Schubitz, who in the end got cooler. Um, I wouldn't say she's cool, but she got cooler. And she wasn't cool then. If I would have started there, I feel like I would have been in a different position and I would have maybe had more friends and been part of a closer-knit crew instead of Ricky Kestenbaum and the Fetus crew where it fell apart after two years. But also, like, I used to always say to myself, you can't have regrets because it's done. You can't go back and change it no matter how hard you want to. You cannot go back and change it. You can only go forward and change it which is advice I really wish I can take right now. Um, but I don't know. I, I can't keep having regrets about high school. I've spoken about this. I can't because it's just going to drive me crazy and there's nothing I can do about it, but I just do. And so that's another thing that I need to fix. I don't know how we got to like Tuesday, January 8th to regrets about high school, but okay. <sighs> All right, let's backtrack. Let's go to Wednesday. Oh, no, I'm still on Tuesday. I had a barbecue on Tuesday. I spoke to Yal Berger on Tuesday, and then I blocked her on Wednesday or Tuesday night or something. Um, yeah, I mean, on Tuesday, I felt very high at the end of the day because at the, cause Moshe Maltz asked me in school if I was going to study for the calc, for the psych final in the end the psych final was it it was made that it can't anyone who got a 90 or above it can't count against them so like that was instead of you you had to take it but if you got like a four it was not factored into your grade so malt asked me if i was studying in school like he just came out to me and i was like no like i just like answered in a monotone i didn't want to talk to him I was just like, no. 
and then he walked away or like whatever like it was whatever he walked away and then he texted me that night and he said are you studying and so like when he did that i had like i wouldn't say like a panic but like i freaked out because i was like oh my gosh he already knows the answer to this and he's still texting me which means that he wants to talk to me and yeah that was tuesday so wednesday the 9th on wednesday the 9th i woke up and i was angry in my head um i was thinking why am i miserable and in so much pain while malt gets all the friends he's happy he's feeling free he's living his best life and i'm you know sitting here miserable like that's not fair to me what not i'm not saying like malt deserves to feel miserable i'm just saying like malt just like waved goodbye at me and then is now like enjoying himself to the fullest like you know how insulting that is to me like obviously it was me that was making him feel negative at certain times but like that's just like i don't know it's just yeah adel brenner you definitely feel related this is definitely a relatable feeling to you because you know it's like on switchover day like i was like okay bye and then like second month besides for the jonah garbus thing i was living my best most of our life and I'm not saying that you weren't living your best life, but, you know, it was definitely, it was probably painful. Um, so, yeah, that's another thing, even though that probably wasn't a good example. Um, yeah, and then another thing was, I was saying what I was just saying. Why is it Gavriel Khan, who's, like, cool on the basketball team, why is he the one who's coming up to me and talking to me and not Jacob Penstein? And and Jacob only asks only, Jacob only comes up to me and asks how I'm doing because I asked him to. I texted him and I said you have to check up on me, which is just so insulting to me. Um but then I called Ari that night and he calmed me down and I spoke to Jacob and he cleared some stuff up. Um and Gabriel Khan and I on Wednesday started to get like closer. Like Closer, yeah. Because basically, here's what happens. So he... I walked into school. I want to say like at 4.30 or 5... I had a college guidance meeting at 5.30 um, on the 9th. Because the 10th was um, YU's deadline. And I need to have my essay done by then. So I had a meeting at 4.30. So like I went home at, at 5.30. So I went home at 4.30 when I get out of school. And then I came back. And when I came back, I saw Gavriel. And he walked up to me. Actually, he texted me, can, we, can I meet you in the base? Um, and then he walked up to me. And he said that Dr. Oliver gave him a 40 on an essay because he plagiarized. And I was like, what do you mean? And he showed me. And because he got an idea off a website... It says that the entire thing is plagiarized. Like, she didn't put through a plagiarism checker. It's just, like, he didn't read the book. So he looked up, you know, like, themes of blah, blah online. And through that, he just, like, took an idea. And he got caught for... And he didn't get caught. He just got accused of plagiarism. So, yeah. 
I mean, for me, that's ridiculous. Like, on top of the fact that I wanted to make him feel good, not because he's cool. I mean, maybe a little because he's cool, but, like, because I wanted to be a good friend. Um, he did say he plagiarized two sentences, but, like, not on purpose. Like, he just didn't switch up the words. Which, like, okay, fine. So you did plagiarize, and you did, you know, plagiarize someone's intellectual property, whatever you want to say. But we all do. Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever read a book in high school. Maybe one. I read one by accident once. Like, I just picked up a book, and it turned out to be summer reading that summer. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I've never read a book in high school, you know? So, so, like, for me to hear that, it sounded like, A, there was a target on his back, which is not beneath that teacher. This teacher is so tight to put a target on certain kids' backs. And, B, it was just flat-out unfair. And I said to him, like, you have to go to Dr. Broder. You have to get this, you know, addressed. Because it's not fair. But she was like, when all said and done, I did plagiarize. Um, and that was frustrating. Like, it was like, he, it was, he was in a lose-lose. So I said, you gotta go up and, like, talk to him. So I had my meeting, which was, like, uneventful. We just went over my essay. And when I came back, Avril Khan was waiting for me outside. And he's like, I have an update. So I was like, okay, what's the update? He says, Dr. Oliver told him that she went up to Mr. Drevin, who's, like, the resource guy, and Dr. Broder, and spoke to them about your, his essay. And she said that Mr. Drebin said that he has never seen the essay before and that Dr. Broder told her that he's missing assignments in other classes and that, like, he's not a good student. And then Gavriel said he, that Gavriel went up to Mr. Drebin and asked Mr. Drebin if, if Dr. Oliver came up to him and Mr. Drebin said that she hasn't come up to him. So that at that point, I was just mad for him. I was like, so she lied to you. She said that she got info from Dr. Broder, which is illegal to, to tell her. She can, he cannot tell her how you're doing in other classes. And then, like, and then, like, he went up, she, she said she went up to Mr. Drebin, and Mr. Drebin had said that he, she didn't. Like, how unprofessional is that? Like, if you want to give me a 40 on an essay because grading essays is subjective, then give me the 40. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't get, like, obviously I wouldn't be happy with a 40, but, like, do your thing. But then don't lie to me. Like, that's, what do you think? Like, I'm a second grader? And then I was like, she lied to you. Like, at this point, you have to go up to, to Dr. Broder. And Gabriel's like, Listen, like, she's allowed to lie to me. And I said, no, she's not. Listen, this is, this is my point of view outside. I did not, maybe I did say this to him, I don't know. But my point of view is a teacher's job is to help you and to teach you. If you have an educator who sees a kid struggling and decides that instead of trying to help the kid, just continues to fail the kid and ruin his spirits then what good are you? Uh, what use are you? This kid has already taken the English regions. He's already passed English, according to New York State. He just has to have four years of English. That's all. 
why are you not making this class? I'm not going to say easy. I understand that you want to make your class rigorous and this and that. But why are you not just helping them, helping him? I can't speak for the rest of the class. You know, write well and, and you know, uh, analyze well. I don't understand why that's so hard for her. And, and this is coming also. I'm not in, I can, in my class, I don't give two flying fucks what she does because, you know, I'm in AP class. It's not worth it for me to switch out because then I have to mess around my whole schedule. And she teaches every class on the grade anyway. So it's not like I'm going to get any different experience. I'm just not taking the AP because I don't know what the hell is on that test. Like, I cannot tell you what is going on in that test. We haven't read one book in that class and it's December. Um, we watched the Hamlet movie. So that's, that's one thing. And also, this is not like something that's like DRS's fault because I think she has certain like ties in her contract i don't know but what i'm saying is this kid you saw my my thing is you saw that this kid got an idea off another website so now you're faced with two avenues you can fail the kid call it plagiarism and tell him that you know, he stole somebody else's idea, this and that. Or you can ask the real questions like, why did this kid feel the need to pull an idea off a website? And the answer to that is because maybe you're not doing a good enough job, you know, cementing that kids have to read the books, which is a problem with every English teacher in the entire world. So maybe that's not the, maybe that's not the best question. But two is maybe he felt that he wasn't confident enough to, to say his own ideas. He didn't feel confident enough to analyze it the way that he wanted to analyze it. And I get that it's plagiarism, and so you take points off. But I'm saying the root of the problem is not that he plagiarized and went off easy. The root of the problem is that he does not know how to, how to analyze a book, and because of that, he had to look up other people's ideas. And also, like, come on, we all do. No, I, we all do. You, what do you think? Like, when I was trying to prove God in my Moshava paper, that I just thought of these proofs on my own? Absolutely not. And, and what do you think? Like, in a paper where you have to compare two books or, or think of themes or, like, write a thesis statement on certain things, like, sometimes I could do it on my own, and sometimes I need a little extra help. And that's perfectly fine. And, and the teacher's job is from, the, like, is that in the beginning of the year, the students should be at a stage where you know, like me, they can sometimes figure it out on their own and sometimes they could, um, they would have to get a little help. And, and the, the goal is that by the end of the year, there is improvement and they can do it on their own. And from the day that, I'm speaking from my experience, from the day that I walked into her class, she said, oh, you guys are college level writers now. No, I'm not a college level writer. I mean, maybe I am, but I'm saying I did not walk into this class and all of a sudden gain an entire grade level. That's not what this class is. And when you see kids coming into English 101 or whatever, the, whatever it's called in college, the professors in college are fully aware that that kid's first paper is not going to be written as well as his last paper. So when you grade my essay at the beginning of the year, do not expect that, I'm, that it's going to be you know, in eight or nine on the AP scale, which is out of nine, 
you have to expect that it's going to be a five or a six. And your goal is that in December, it's a seven, it's a six or a seven, and that in May, it's an eight or a nine. That is your goal. Your goal is not for me to come in and write an eight or a nine essay, because if that were your goal, then you would serve no purpose. Oh, okay, that's my rant. So that was Wednesday. So on Thursday, um, I got to wake up late. I had no school. It was just a final because it was the rest of the school's study day, and it was my final day. So I had a math final. I was one of four people who had taken math who had taken math final. So I went in for no. So oh, that night I wrote up like a, 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 an edit of my YU essay that I didn't finish yet, and then also I did the sub like the short answers. So short answers, I thought it said 150 words. It apparently said 150 characters. So I ended up writing basically like a full essay um, or like a paragraph for each one, like turned into an essay. Um, And I was getting really frustrated because I realized that I would have to write, you you know, that many things. But like, that's on me. So I texted Gabrielle that night and I was like, worst feeling is when you finish your YU essays and you realize that there are six six more paragraphs you need to write. Um, and then he texted me, like, while I was sleeping, he's like, how did it go? How was it? Like, he, t- he texted me back, like, right away. He was like, oh, the, yeah, that's an awful feeling. Like, good luck or something. And then, like, three hours later, he texted me, how's it going? Like, he checked up on me, which is so strange to me because we're not friends. Like, we are friends, but we're not good friends. We're not close friends. Like, if I text him once, oh, if I text him, if I have one texting conversation with him a month, it's normal, you know? Like, if I have two, it's, like, outrageous. And so we were texting a little bit before the final, and then I said that I was going to help him out. He had to finish his Machshava paper and talk about the Dr. Oliver thing after my final. So I took the final, I went home, and then, like, I'm home, I'm making lunch, and all of a sudden I just get, like, a FaceTime call from him. It wasn't, like... Like, when I FaceTime somebody, I usually text them and I say, like, hey, can I call now or can you talk or something like that. Like, it was a spontaneous FaceTime, which is the most thoughtful thing ever. You cannot convince me otherwise. For somebody to think of you to the point where they want to FaceTime you out of nowhere, that is the most thoughtful thing ever. Maybe a more thoughtful thing is, like, your best friend showing up at your door with a cake and your best friend lives 1700 miles away like maybe that's a little bit more thoughtful but like a spontaneous facetime call is pretty close so he spontaneously facetime called me and he told me that he emailed that he was he wanted to send an email to dr broder about the whole situation and i helped him i'm i'm good at writing emails that are like strong and like aggressive but not aggressive. I don't know what the right word is. Like, sh- solid? Like, but not solid. Like, oh, yeah, that's a solid email. Like, that's a solid cake. Like, that's a solid burger. Like, solid, like, strong. And, like, slightly aggressive. But, like, also, like, I know my place, but I feel very strongly about this. Like, persuasive, but not, like, persuasive. Like, like you, you can't knock me down. Like, I'm serious. Like a serious email. Um, and so I helped him write this email. Like he wrote it and he's just like, 
just fix it up a little bit. And I said, like, can I add this here? Can I say this here? He's like, yeah, sure. Um, and then, like, after we were done, it wasn't like, oh, thanks. Like, talk to you later. Bye. He, like, just... It wasn't even out of awkwardness. Like, he just genuinely wanted to. He started asking me questions about the malts. And also, like, my mind was like, oh, my gosh, he's doing this in a nosy way. And, like, he's not. He's not doing this in... Like, he doesn't... He's just like, oh, how are you feeling about this whole malt thing? And I'm like, yeah, you know, this, that. Like, he wasn't doing it in, like, give me this tea, you know? He was doing it because, like, because... Not... I don't know if he cared about the malts thing. He just cared about, you know, me. I think the fact that I help him out and I just spontaneously helped him out for no reason, um, maybe that's the reason why he gives me... He gave... He has been giving me this sort of attention and he, he has stepped up because he realized that I, I wouldn't say I dropped everything, but I was, I cared about him enough that I helped him out and now he cares about me enough to help me out, which is definitely a very nice feeling. Um, and yeah, so, so then again, um, he FaceTimed me at like 430 also, like, he was just bored, and he FaceTimed me, which is so weird. Like, he has so many friends. He has a girlfriend. He has this and that. And, like, who am I? And, like, also, it's not even like, oh, he was, like, recording the FaceTime, and he's going to put on his Finsta and be like, ha-ha, FaceTiming this neb. Like, no, he was genuinely being a nice person. Like, I don't, I didn't understand. Like, it's just so weird to me. Because also, when you're told by your friends, not like when you're told, but the culture around, the culture from other crews about, like, the cool crew is, like, Oh, look at them. They think they're so cool. But, like, we all know they are. And, like, I would say to people, oh, I'm helping Gavriel Kahn Or, like, I'm going to Gavriel Kahn's house tonight to study for psych. And they'll be like, oh, my gosh. Like, he's so using you. Like, maybe he is using me, but he's... I'm happy. Like, I'm happy to be used. But I'm also not being used. Um, but, yeah, I've spoken about this too much. So then he called me again for, at, like, 7.45... Um, for, like, a good amount of time, like, for 40 minutes, and he gave me this update that Dr. Broder says that he agrees that he plagiarized. He says that you definitely plagiarized, but it was a minor account of plagiarism, um, and because it's so close to the end of the semester, and now you might fail English this semester, you know, it's very dangerous. She shouldn't have done this so close to the semester, and also... Dr. Oliver can't have only two grades to base your average in the class on. She has to have more than two grades, but she only has two grades. So Dr. Oliver said that he was going to deal with this. And then also, I heard Gabrielle's mom in the background, like I, like I was supposed to hear Gabrielle's mom in the background, sending her own email saying that, you know, he, that she thinks that Dr. Broder is beating around the bush and he's not on speaking terms with her because he's not on speaking terms with Dr. Oliver, they don't get along at all. And because of that, he's trying to take the easy way out, which I think might be true. Um, and so, yeah, that was that. Um, and that day, I barely thought of Moshe Maltz. So, <sighs> we're getting close to the end. Oh my gosh, I've been speaking for an hour. Okay, basically, Friday, I had Sheer, I got Gabriel Khan my notes, I went to... Elizabeth, New Jersey, to surprise Gabby, and we had a great Shabbos, and then Mote Shabbos, I prepared to cheat on my Gamar final, and I cheated, 
and everyone laughed because I'm really good at cheating. And we're getting up on an hour, but I want to thank everyone for listening to me vent. And now that I've given you a recap, um, I'm ho- hopefully next week will be shorter because I already gave you like the background story of all this. I have four seconds left. Bye.